Like him, I killed in the name of good. But the violence of my life pulled my soul towards the darkness. But I fought and freed my soul. Now I watch for others like me. Men are the ones who create evil on Earth. It is the choices they make that enslave their souls to hell. This is the test. Let me give you one piece of advice. Be honest. He knows more than you can imagine. At last. Welcome, Neo. As you no doubt have guessed, I am Morpheus. It's an honor to meet you. No. The honor is mine. Please, come, sit. I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice, tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neil? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. I know exactly what you mean. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage. 
born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Welcome to the TylerBloyer.com live stream. Today is May 21st, 2023, and you are watching The World is Always Ending, Engineering Consciousness Part 2 from TylerBloyer.com. And we didn't go live last week and hadn't put out any podcasts since, uh, what was it, May 6th, Sunday? So... At this point, uh, this is the next episode in the series. We're sort of continuing on with the engineering consciousness theme, though we're going to go at a totally different angle today, and we're going to be talking about a continuation of patterns and themes that we've talked about here on the TylerBloyer.com show. And uh, for those who aren't familiar with my work, maybe you're just catching this for the first time, I've been putting out content on my website uh, in order to help people understand more about our reality and the control systems and the control mechanisms and the things that end up causing the creature of control, as we'll discuss today. And it's a two-way street. There's not just, oh, we're being oppressed. Oh, they, them, those are doing these things to us. 
oh, this stuff is all happening to us and we need to, you know, just address that side of it. We're also addressing the side of it that is on our side, you know, the the inner work that needs to be done, the personal issues and problems that come up within the person that creates the creature of control in that direction where uh, we've discussed many times that, you know, there's a certain aspect of the human species that doesn't necessarily want total freedom and is uh, running away from freedom, really, and has a fear of freedom. And, you know, I'm not saying that's a 100% blanket statement universal, but there's a lot of that going on. And we have to address those psychological problems in ourselves as well and take on the fears and things that come up as we journey towards uh, the path to truth and the path to freedom. Now, that journey has been also something that I've undergone and taken on myself and am in the middle of and in the midst of as I'm, you know, just just like you, a biological uh, being on this planet growing through an experience that I will change over time and adapt and learn and grow. And so, you know, there's no, nothing here that should be threatening as if I'm some sort of expert trying to tell you how it is or anything, really. I'm just sharing my experience. And in these recent recordings that I've been putting out, really is a little bit more off the cuff and not necessarily very structured. Though I do kind of keep the theme going, and we'll discuss that here in a little bit. So, first, I want to apologize about the cliche matrix opening clip. Um, but Again, that's what we've been discussing is the prison for your mind, you know, the the psychological components of the prison and, you know, that it is really something that uh, you have to see it for yourself, as Morpheus also says there. And we'll be getting into a little bit more today tying into the Matrix, but really uh, that clip had been used in some of the content that I've done before on putting out podcasts and I had it in the queue ready to go and it you know definitely goes on to again the overall theme of tylerbloyer.com and the things that I've been working on and putting out over the years explaining the prison for your mind and the fact that really you know the humanity is in a slave-like state on this planet and it's not again the cage may be open, you know, we we can find the key and find the way out. It's not to say there's no solution to that, but we have to understand more about all sides of the spectrum here. You know, it's a multifaceted study. It's something that's a lifetime study and an interest of mine personally, and learning how to protect against and sort of, you know, reverse engineer the hacking of the human being so that we can protect and build defenses against the vulnerabilities of, you know, our minds. And as we go into the technological, technocratic, cybernetic future, and we're going to have to come up with more creative ways even and a deeper understanding of our own psychology if we're going to have any chance at defending against, you know, now at this point, algorithms, machines, learning how our psychology works and basically attempting to hack our minds and our vulnerabilities in order to you know, create a stimulus response mechanism, a, a method of social social engineering and behavioral engineering of the human being, which is why we're talking about engineering consciousness in these last few episodes. And it's not just about uh, 
you know, the 3D physical world here too, but we're also talking about, you know, a higher level order of manipulation potential there that can be done on the human being and including our consciousness and our ability, you know, to show empathy or our ability to care and love and uh, have joy even and how these things can be hacked and even simulated. Uh, and we, we're going to have to really learn to navigate a whole new world, right? And if we don't have the basic understandings, though, which is really what we really need to instill, then we'll be totally lost. So we do need to start with very basic things, as we've been discussing fear control and psychological manipulation through using things like the climate and the planet, uh, how these things are used as weapons against you, really, and understanding your psychology more than you understand it for yourself, so... Uh, but we'll have to get into a few updates and a little bit of house cleaning first before we dive into it too much. Now, again, we were out camping and getting out into nature last week, so we spent some time up at a place called Lyman Lake. It's a state park here in Arizona, and really was surprised at how much, uh, how few people were there. And so we got to enjoy and spend some time by the water and do fishing and uh, spend time with the kids and we all really had a great time. So that worked out. And yesterday where on Saturday, I would normally like to do the recording like this. So it gives me more time in the weekend to finish other things, but we had an alt eats recording session yesterday. Cassandra did another class here locally. And so that was the uh, big plan yesterday was to go on site again with the media cart, bring the media cart on site. You, you know, it's always a good day when you bring the media cart with you, you know, roll it in. Uh, but it was a great production. There's still some technical challenges, uh, some equipment hurdles that I'm having to as well. And, uh, but the idea is to steadily improve doing something like that going on location, uh, gives me practice for live streaming events and not having so many technical snafus. I love some of the stuff the Freedom community does and uh, tries to broadcast it live and put it out there, but it seems like there's the constant problem of technical challenges that come up. And so mastering the skill set, even in a small setup like this, and uh, you know, being kind of a solo producer just sort of makes it a little bit more complex. Now, if I had a helper, I'm, tr I'm trying to teach my 12-year-old son how to help. And he, when he's there and able to help, he's a big help. But yesterday he was actually uh, a helping in the class. And so uh, in that class, he they were making chocolates. Here, I'll just pull it up here. Wrong. Okay. And mute this. And so he wasn't able to be my little I helper talk a little as bit much about the because so I had to run around with the stream, <clears throat> with the stream deck and pushing all the buttons, right? Uh, but there's a little view uh, That's here. more of like a filling. Mm -hmm. Now I use the Video Ninja app again on OBS. And Video Ninja gives me the ability to walk around with. There you get me where I accidentally didn't. As an example with the chocolate right that my son there made. I am with the mobile. We'll do stars. Do kids like now stars? I was able to actually use that. So. Get All right, shots perfect. Come in. Here's the book cam actually. Yes. But yeah, see, it's yeah. a little... Alright, that's okay, because once I hit this I, up, it'll make this hot, I and it'll be good to go. <laughs> the mobile. It's right and here, kids. This is a very simple right here. setup. Yeah, it so, is. It's all it's getting all very firm, very quickly. I think the audio sounds great, too. Um, 
it's a sure wireless microphone double channel so i could have two channels i could have it for interviews here i was have it behind me here it's the on the rack here the sure wireless receiver and those sound really good i mean they're awesome microphones uh like directional so you have to have it like aiming up but um really good stuff so that's what that video ninja app lets me do in the you know mobile studio like that is use my cell phone to get in and get the mobile shots they were you know making the chocolates in the class um but what i'd like to do is have like a whole you know wireless setup with ndi cameras that can just use ndi over the network i think i could get a much better quality and then I could have the same thing here. So if I can find, you know, two or three wireless NDI cameras and uh, use that technology, that would be a good setup for something like this, where you're going on site and recording something for somebody and doing it live stream. And again, my idea with this is also no post edit. So I want to, you know, compo composite everything in the shots and in the in the actual production and not have to go back and edit it not that we couldn't do that but the goal is is to do like these one and done productions with technologies like obs and stream decks and then just you know honing in that skill set again building the skill set up to where a we can teach people how to do this we can have help other people learn these skill sets but then also uh be able to perform in a high pressure situation like a live conference with multiple speakers coming in and, you know, everybody's nervous about how the production's going to go and being able to help in a situation like that alleviate a lot of the stress and pressure for people to just focus on the event. Cause I, again, I've noticed there's a, and it's, it's okay. It's not like, Oh, it's, I can't handle watching an event where they're fumbling with the tech, but it just, I mean, we have to do better if we're going to be, you know, able to be more effective in the mission of helping spread the wider message to people, you know, having these constant problems. Uh, it's not that it makes you look silly, but it's going to turn some people off and other productions that are more professional or at least not in the freedom movement community or whatever, for whatever reason, seem to go off without a hitch. But there's always like these technical snafus. And a lot of it comes down to the people doing it aren't necessarily skilled enough to be doing what they're trying to do and it's not you know it's not like oh the government's infiltrating and uh causing problems for this person and getting in there and making things happen in their computer system it's more more likely that the person's not really all that well skilled in what they're doing even though they're trying to be a good help and that's great and i love that they do do what they do and you know i've been watching the exit and build summit uh, that John Bush does with Rebecca Bush and down there in Bastrop, Texas and uh, love the content, love everything going on, but the constant technical problems are, are a takeaway, you know, like when there's an echo and then suddenly there's not an echo and then the screen share is stuck up on there. And then there's some problem with the audio cuts out for 10 minutes. And um, uh, again, I'm not being critical of the, certain individuals there that are putting helping put on that event and i think they're doing a wonderful job and i've really appreciated what they have done and i'm not trying to take away from that at all so uh yeah so uh 
there you go. And also, we've been here in where we're at in northeast Arizona looking to buy some property. So we've been driving around a lot, looking at different houses and properties. We're trying to relocate onto a homestead, more like property that we can begin our journey of a, you know, homesteading, permaculture, permagora, uh, farm to table, you know, creating our uh, our asset of a home to not be just a liability, but to actually give back and be able to produce on the land and teach our children how to do that. Because I, I personally believe that learning those types of skills are some of the best insurances into the uncertain future because they're sort of the timeless and, you know, they meet the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It may not make you a filthy rich person, but nowadays we can be, you know, multifaceted in ourselves and our skill set, sort of be Renaissance men and women. I'm not trying to men, you know, humans and have a multi-talents, multi ability to, you know, have a Swiss army knife for all the challenges that could come up in life. It doesn't, but you know, I'm a network engineer as an individual. I'm not trying to be, pretend to be some like rough and tough dude that's always out like th throwing up, uh, you know, hunting traps and I'm constantly out trapping and hunting and like, you know, no, I may mainly spend a lot of time in the office, but adding the skill set of hunting in is something we're working on right now, you know, and, you know, using that with fishing and then producing your own food and, being able to grow 2,000, 3,000 pounds of food a year, uh, including livestock and, you know, processing livestock or the ability to go out and get uh, food to fill up the freezer with, you know, for that year. Are those things certainly going to be needed in the future? Not certainly, it's not guaranteed, but it's very likely that they will be. And especially if there's, you know, issues with being able to make ends meet and uh, inflation or hyperinflation or some sort of crash here or the banking consolidation thing or even just maintaining a certain level of autonomy and independence by not opting into something like a CBDC or you know a central bank digital currency where you will have to show your medical record and vaccination history in order to get into the facility or whatever so you know, or it's just going to cut off your grocery bill and you will continue to go and be an office worker or whatever. But at least you have, you know, your your backyard garden, backyard hens, your aquaponics system, your your permaculture food forest going or something on the side as a more permanent insurance. And really what I, again, see is when you explain the problems of the world, when you understand a lot of what's going on in the world and you're looking for solutions there's a lot of various solutions to be had as well. But some of the best solutions, I think, are going back and growing your own food, regenerating the soil, and doing it in a holistic uh, way that creates a like a permaculture-type environment that can persist beyond just your lifetime as well and benefit those in the coming generations. I mean, what better sort of solutions, you know, besides what we're doing here at TylerBlower.com could you ask for? And again, I'm, I've never been like, everybody needs to have a podcast and be speaking out. But I do think, you know, using your voice is a very powerful tool and solution as well. And standing up for human freedom, liberty, prosperity, truth, you know, calling out 
the bullshit. And a lot of what I like to do here is sort of the antivirus defense shield mechanisms against the psychopathy, the eugenics, the social engineering, the social Darwinism, and the solipsism, the moral relativism, you know, and then the, you know, the fruits of that, what comes out of those things are what we call the creature of control here. So let's get into it real quick. The title of today's episode is The World is Always Ending. <laughs> and that's a joke. <coughs> Excuse me. By the way, it's uh, the world is not always ending. But that's the whole point is that everybody's always saying how the world is always ending. Now, we're going to get into that. But that is the title of today's episode. And it's a continuation on from Engineering Consciousness Part 2 is what we're calling it, and it's really a continuation of the Creature of Control series that I've done, uh, you know, some official episodes in the very first things that I put out were the Creature of Control series. And really, like I said, I've continued to do that work really the whole time that I've put out work has been a, a central focus of the Creature. And again, we're not just talking about some socially engineered developed creature also we also have that but we're also talking about you know the the other side of the coin the looking in the mirror aspects of the creature as well so it's not just one way of looking at it who is the creature you know go look in the mirror that's who the creature of control is that's the ultimate illuminati controller at the center top hidden chamber of the pyramid is uh, the little golem inside of you, you know, and uh, the person who's afraid to act or apathetic to act even, not even just afraid, but apathetic to what's going on in the world. That's the thing we're grappling with now. Uh, the, the the dystopian future is a, a problem with self-control and dopamine uh, balancing being able to balance your your needs and desires with patience and not cr a craving for dopamine, right? It's not exactly just, oh, well, you know, it's boot on your face, boot on the stomping on the face of humanity forever, right? It's not necessarily a, a hard form of totalitarian control, more of a soft control uh, mechanism that we'll be grappling with again. Uh, artificial intelligence is going to have ways of manipulating us and whoever's controlling the artificial intelligence would likely be the most powerful government and militaries on the planet who will claim they're doing it for our safety, taking control of these aspects of technology in order to, you know, protect us, right? Of course. So that's that... Uh, announcement on this continuation really of the creature of control and then on the other side of that we have freedoms rising dot live where we are live today on tylerblair.com we've been having good success or sorry yeah the this stream is live today on the freedoms rising dot live and then when this stream is over we go back to the regular programming of freedoms rising dot live which is a lot of Freedoms Rising episodes, BioSci War, other things like I feel are good pieces of content. For example, like the Greater Reset has been put on there. Uh, 
other things that are like Tom Bilyeu, inspirational stuff. Whatever I find interesting will play 24-7 on the freedomsrising.live as part of the feature of that website. And in the future, Freedoms Rising is going to continue to be a bastion of the solution set that I implement myself, which, again, takes time. I'm not saying I have all the solutions implemented. We are looking to implement the solutions I've been discussing, and as we do that, the Freedoms Rising series will continue. We will continue to keep this Freedoms Rising alive at freedomsrising.live. So you can find more about that podcast and series that I did there. And again, you can also find this work on the onegreatworknetwork.com. There you can find a whole community of creators doing the one great work of ending slavery one mind at a time. And you can find that at the onegreatworknetwork.com. That site uh, created by Mark Passio from whatonearthishappening.com and someone who has mentored me in the technological aspects, not only that, but definitely uh, have having a great impact on me and understanding the greater picture, the bigger picture of the human condition and what on earth is happening, right? That's the idea. And, you know, great teacher of natural law and his, not only his take, but his his ability to put forward his perspective and uh, take responsibility, uh, his ability to respond, right, and break things down and explain it have, again, had a tremendous impact on me, but also uh, the people there at the One Great Work Network are helping to be the choir of voices to help spread the message of natural law and also, you know, unveil the occult and to be de-occultists, really, and do what we're doing here at TylerBlair.com, sort of being the antivirus to the problem and exposing ways to defend ourselves against the onslaught of attacks. And also in that vein would be the C5 Seed 5 Metamorphosis event in September 23rd and 24th of 2023, it's a free online conference about the occult, esotericism, freedom, history, philosophy, symbolism, and natural law. And here at the Within the Stones studios, we will be helping to broadcast this message out there and handle the live streaming portion of uh, bringing in the live guests as well as playing the online conference content. And that will be a jam-packed weekend, so be sure to put that on the calendar. Uh, There's lots of other events out there happening in the freedom community, but as far as things that I'm involved with and backing, that would be the one on the nearest horizon coming up. Uh, Lots of other announcements to come, and uh, again, that's all brought to you by TylerBloyer.com and within the Stones Media Network, where we help people produce their content and get their voice out there to the world and uh, you know, really look forward to continuing on the courses that we've been creating and making those available to a wider audience to understand how to overcome the technological hurdles of media production. So that's basically it for the slideshow part of today's uh, episode. I don't have any further 
slides to carry out here. So again, the the vein of the episode, the vein of what we've been discussing lately is still the creature of control. And it's meant to be not just like a downer, oh, this is how bad it is and uh, how horrible the world is, but really an antivirus of what the way to instill your virus patch updates that you need in your own uh, antivirus system running in your brain, right? And this is just all metaphor, obviously, to antivirus running on a computer. But it really is a form of defense that we've been trying to expose and uncover and help understand and talk about and discuss even just off the cuff a little bit and not necessarily like I have something to explain to you, but really just sort of exploring these topics as well together and not just I have the answers here. I'm trying to explain it, you know, but as a way to encapsulate that again, the creature of control series as as well as falling into movement traps, which again, that's another topic that I've covered falling into movement traps, you know, the freedom movements, the truth movements, the, even the social movements and the political movements and different flavors of anarchy and different flavors of libertarianism and how it's not just an economic problem or it's not just a political problem or a left-right paradigm problem. We covered a lot of the so-called movements, you know, the uh, more uh, idealistic or uh, idolatrous movements that cause people to have fire in the minds of men, right? Or and we covered that a little bit as well, James Billington's book, and how you can become blinded by a belief or an ideology and uh, sort of have a cult-like, cult-like behavior even, and in some of the less obvious ones, particularly the ones that people are in, they don't see that that's going on, right? And so we've covered group think dynamics as well, and how, again, the freedom community has this problem of pretending and thinking that they're not affected by some of these dynamics, but something like uh, the crowd uh, uh, book or, again, the group think dynamics uh, need to be more fully understood, even in the freedom movement. And so we've gone into that, but that's, again, still a continuation of the creature, really, and the creature of control and the pitfalls of any human being, really, but especially those sort of trying to break out of the group uh, to take a different path. Um, again, they might even find it more difficult to deal with some of the things that come up inside of us that end up being hurdles and blocking points to our own spiritual growth and freedom and a path to more prosperity and freedom. The blockers that can come up are even maybe sometimes more of a blind spot to these folks because there's sort of a jadedness against the mainstream and a little bit of a rough edge around, you know, checking again some of these other blind spots that come up that are more difficult and maybe more nefarious because of the way that they operate, uh, even in, you know, people that feel like that they're more further along the path, right? These things can be bigger pitfalls there. So we've tried to discuss and bring these things up and falling into the movement traps and the, uh, the bio war is also a continuation of the creature really, because there's a modern aspect and biological and psychological warfare, are things that are being used against us that we need to understand as well. 
And so that is more of a, hey, look at what they're doing type thing. But the sci-war aspect of the bio-sci-war is really important is, you know, for the creature to be understood as well. So the creature inside of you is really what we're discussing in these topics and just, again, exploring and learning and growing together. And it's definitely been something where I've had to take time and reflect and be honest with myself and have to continue to do this now as well and realize my blind spots and try to address them and not claiming to be a perfect individual or someone who's achieved mastery over any of this stuff or anything like that. I do think it has a, a, there's a good footing to have and worldviews that help benefit you along your growth path and not necessarily like a, a faith as a sort of more religious person would call it, but a worldview that's more sound and concrete and not full of contradictions, essentially, so that you don't have this sort of psychopathy in yourself going on uh, where you're dealing with contradictions and letting them remain. I mean, you have to remove the, the contradictions as part of sort of something like the trivium method, right? You, you, one of the critical steps in the logic portion is to re, be removing the things that are not making sense, the, the contradictions within your own belief system or whatever topic is that you're covering. But here we're talking about a holistic or uh, sorry, a fundamental worldview that you hold, that you have these presuppositions of how the world operates, right? And if there are huge, large contradictions there, uh, such as uh, things that might come up in a more of a moral relativistic worldview or uh, solipsism, these are things that we're looking to fill the gaps in for people. We're trying to cover the topics of why there becomes a creature of control. So social Darwinism has been discussed, eugenics, of course. These are fundamental pillars that if people don't have in their understanding, then they have massive blind spots on, you know, why humans are in the condition that they're in, which is what, you know, a condition of slavery, a condition of losing freedom, a condition of losing autonomy, a condition of tyrannical, corrupt uh, governments, corporations, entities on the planet, uh, basically stomping all over your rights and, you know, getting away with it in a, in a form of coercion or direct assault on you and your body and your autonomy. And we're passing this along to the next generations. And we're, we're not understanding the problems in ourselves, the creature of control, but then there's missing gaps as well. The pillars that people don't understand. Eugenics is a, is a huge one of these pillars. And, why someone is a eugenicist and then what that goes back again to that fundamental building of their worldview and their belief system and why they see the world that they do and that psychopathy mixed in with this as well creates creatures on on the planet that are like bill gatesian klaus schwabian right communist type thinking that you need a central authority to rule over you the experts have got it and they'll figure it out and they'll be able to explain it to you. And they've, they're, you know, have the solutions that they're going to put forward, which usually happen to be things like we're talking about control systems, you know, controlling your behavior, uh, making you sterile and dumbing you down so that you're easier to control. And without the understanding of that, and you're not going to be taught these things in the modern education system, in the Prussian 
Prussianized education model, the idea is to get you to be a dumb slave, to get you to not understand these things about your reality, and just to think that you already have a good understanding of how reality works, right? And so uh, things like mind control and the control systems that we talk about here on TylerBlawyer.com are part of exposing that to the masses that we know have gone through similar education models that I've gone through here in the United States of America, where, again, the Prussian model of education was imported long ago, and uh, something that, if you're not familiar with, there's plenty of resources out there available on learning more about uh, what that means exactly, and that I'm not just like using words that sound fancy to explain what's gone on with the education system to dumb people down and control people. So that's really what, tying back into the matrix, what I call, you know, breaking out of the matrix, I've gone into and calling the secondary matrix, right? But the primary matrix uh, is where most people are at. And coming out of that doesn't necessarily just grant you all your freedom and then you get the golden star at the end of the game and you go off and get bonus points and now you're good and you're at the top of the mountain. No, it's a journey and a process and something that you go through. But most people, unfortunately, are what the occult would call the dead. They've not started the journey even. They're not aware of a journey to start and they probably are more, you know, they're kind of like NPCs really in a, in a video game that are not really fully operating off their own uh, consciousness and their own connection with the creator basically of the of the universe and unfortunately that's what you know the matrix allegory is really showing you is that that's the condition of most people you know when neo uh, comes out of the all of the connections tied him to him and he's in that pod and he looks around and he sees all the other pods and the stacks and layers and giant city of pods that people are still in, those are the people that are still asleep, right? Those are the people that are still in the primary matrix. And so, uh, you know, shout out to things like Exit and Build that are going on right now, uh, the Exit and Build Land Summit, where we're not only trying to wake the people up out of the matrix, but also giving them and building bridges and solutions and pathways to how to reach prosperity once you've broken out of the matrix, right? And to how to build. I think the theme was like, uh, quit bitching and build or something like that, or get to building and quit bitching. Or it was, that was the theme of the, and I agree with that. Like we do need to not just always be describing the, the prison cell walls and how, how many bars are in the cage and, you know, how many people are still in the bars in the cage and the prison cell walls. Although I do find that extremely important to still be reaching back into the primary matrix and trying to break the people out of the primary matrix, right? But if we end up all just in the secondary matrix, which is what I call it, and we're just watching the eugenics depopulation, great reset, you know, New World Order, Agenda 2030 plans be implemented, and we're just, you know, just kind of in, okay, we're not, we understand a lot more about what what's going on there in the primary matrix, but we're just kind of watching all this other stuff unfold. Yeah, what's the way out of that, right? What's, how do you get out of the secondary matrix into real human freedom, right? And not just 
you know, sort of a helpless person who might understand a little bit more about what's going on behind the scenes, but you're helpless and powerless to really do anything about it. So that's also Freedom's Rising and what we discuss at Freedom's Rising and what the idea behind even the concept of continuing on with Freedom's Rising. And again, trying to warn people in the secondary matrix while you're in there is, is part of the part of the plan. And so also Freedom Cells. You know, I'm wearing a shirt today that I got on the activation tour a couple of years back when uh, Derek Bros and the crew and Miriam uh, came through and did the activation tour here in uh, it's Shumway, Arizona. It was in between Sholo and Snowflake is where we were at. And the we helped with the food at that event, and we, me and Cassandra can pretty much bust out all kinds of stuff and kick ass at it, but that time we did the food uh, handling. I, I think what we should have done is also live-streamed the event and done the recording for it as well and been more on that side of it, but there, there wasn't a lot of uh, great organization on on uh, all the execution that went on for that event. But anyway, the Freedom Cells concept is something that uh, Derek Bros primarily and then John Bush have brought forward back in 2015-16 is when it sort of picked up speed. Uh, we we had Freedom Cells in Salt Lake City. We had a Freedom Cell that we operated for a little while. We did do some great things with permaculture, uh, volunteering, and uh, building a great new future. Uh, but I, I also don't think necessarily that, uh, and, you know, I've moved away from there, from that area since then. Uh, we still meet up with all, we just met up the other night with a great group of people around here who are all, you know, very freedom oriented, but they don't call it a freedom cell. It was actually around, uh, the radio, you know, I don't have my radio. I think my radio is in my bag, but, uh, there's a GMRS and ham radio, group that gets together and uh in the area and if you know those types of people uh they're a certain way of thinking i guess you could put it and uh really you know love and protect and work on self-reliance and uh, some of them are just off-grid and you know but why are they off-grid i mean what are these people doing out here now are we just running away are we exiting the system and uh, running away from it and trying to build something, you know, completely. No, I don't think that's what exit and build totally means, right? And the whole idea of exiting is more of a, even just a mental exit and building new systems that we can, you know, use that are better than the old systems to create a beautiful new world versus just, you know, complaining about the old system. That's more of the, I think the essential understanding of what the concept is isn't like running away from the big city now we did choose me and my family to leave a more metropolitan larger area salt lake city right which is a vast now city and suburban sprawl and uh, all the problems that go along with that and move to a more rural community somewhere where we can find you know our team our, our people that we want to work with and and work on these things with and dedicate our lives to doing that and building a different sort of future that again is more like the whole uh if you've seen the movie the biggest little farm for example the biggest little farm uh, is a great example of i think what people could do for and should be doing as a solution to the problems instead of like 
you know, living in some high-rise apartment building in the middle of the city, complaining about uh, global warming and how the world's overpopulated, but you're not you're not producing any of your own food. You're you don't have a garden. You're not actually you know building soil and uh, rec- reclaiming and rebuilding uh, the fertile land that we may have participated in. You know ruining some of the soil or uh poison or if we've you know if we if we're making the land toxic and we're doing things to add and contribute to that through our lifestyle what are you doing to counter that i guess and and for 99.9 percent of the people out there the keyboard warrior the pink-haired lefty libertarian extremist types that aren't actually doing shit to contribute to any of that at all period and aren't taking one hand in fixing anything uh, are actually the ones doing the majority of the complaining, right? So again, going back to the <clears throat> the, the exit and build theme was uh, you know start building, quit bitching, something like that, right? And that 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 is uh, definitely again part of what we discuss here and what we the whole idea of freedoms rising is because. And now we're going to get into the title of today's episode, really is that there's the world is always ending people too, right? And this is also more of what people look at as like the prepper type people, right? Or like the survivalist even type people. And they're they're all, everything is always collapsing, right? There's always like in the 70s, there was, it was going to be global warming or maybe it was global cooling or there was going to be a financial catastrophe then. There was going to be a massive collapse of the of the silver so the oil uh the the silver's going to run out and we're going to run out of oil and there's no more water right and and it's going to be by 1985 right and that didn't end up happening and then they, oh now it's 1995 so there's those the world is always ending folks but then also even in the so-called freedom movement or truth or community there's also the world is always ending people, right? And they're always getting ready for the collapse and always waiting for the big one. And uh, there's nowhere else uh, for the financial system to go but off the rails. And maybe they're right in a lot of ways. I, in my, What I say is, yeah, the financial system's already collapsed, dude. It's already completely unsustainable the way the direction of the debt and we're going to pay back the debt and all that is just a total... It's a lie at this point. It's all an illusion, really, with the quantitative easing and, again, bringing in central bank digital currencies and their ability to just create the money out of thin air. It's more gonna. It's more about like points, and they're almost like NFTs or something like tokens that you're gonna get. Like this is all. It's all funny money at this point. The whole thing has been that way the whole time. There's nothing new about suddenly what's happening now that's different than what's happening before. It's always been collapsing. The Federal Reserve System, the whole way that the banking system works is actually you know, designed this way. It's been functioning just as it should be. And if it does have some big collapse, the people behind the banking system, the banking system cartel, uh, the real uh, occultist rulers of the world, essentially are planning out and designing whatever's occurring in the fashion that it is occurring. So if the idea is to collapse the U.S. dollar, to make the U.S. dollar weak, and to essentially bring the United States more into the new world order through what's already been established with the Bank of International Settlements and the World Bank and the IMF and these systems that are basically already operating, 
uh, as a world currency or as a world government. Uh, that is the plan then. That is the plan to bring America to its knees and weaken it. If the plan is to make America into a raving, lunatic, mad war machine that goes on a tirade across the planet and takes out all its enemies and use America as the horse to do that and then the dollar becomes even stronger and they're making more you know, weapons of mass destruction through the military-industrial complex and that's what happens, then that was the plan as well. And if hyperinflation occurs at that time and your ability to even feed your children becomes nearly impossible, and so you become on some sort of universal basic income, CBDC, central bank digital currency situation with your, you know, digital ID tied into that and all that, then that's the plan. See, whatever happens here is, is what they're planning on doing. It's not like we're losing control of the financial system and it's going off the rails. It's it's more of a controlled demolition, let's say, to use a 9-11 reference, right? It's more what was designed to do it that way. Now, the it's always collapsing stuff, though, is like media hype that comes down. But you even have the influencers in the freedom movement and social media, right, always kind of ringing the bell with this, too, right? And constantly sort of dripping the fear with the collapse and the, oh, this thing's coming and we're all going to get ready. You better get your gold and silver and get your radio and get your solar panels and get your Berkey water filter. You know, like and maybe you should do all those things, not necessarily saying you shouldn't do those things. But again, it's just paying attention to that and noticing that that's going on. Right. Um I listen to a lot of content that could be perceived as exactly what I'm saying right now, but I'm having this sort of third-party arbitrator going, yeah, but you understand that this person is you know, mainly doing this to sell you their survival pack, to sell you their long-term food storage, to sell you their uh, heirloom seed thing, to, to get you to you know, sign up for their email list and newsletter. And there's a lot of snakes in the long grass in the freedom movement that appear to be these charming sort of, uh, you know, very um, admirable and uh, influential and what's what's the right word? It's charismatic, you know, charismatic people uh, that are actually really angling on the fact that they understand a lot of the dynamics of the freedom movement and our own psychology as well, and are using that for their own benefit and ends for a business, let's say, and profiting a business. Now, is this the most evil thing one can do in the world? No, it's probably not. But there is a lot of kind of just bullshit out there in the freedom movement as well, and not not like kind of. There's a ton of this where it's really just the ends to the means for that guy. That person, that organization is really... <clears throat> infiltrated really is one way to look at it uh whatever it is i mean and i'm not like i'm in the freedom movement and it's being infiltrated the freedom movement is a joke the freedom movement is a disaster there's another it doesn't mean that freedom is dead or that our journey towards creating a more free world is over it's just you have to realize that the movements themselves are problematic and your path to freedom and truth and prosperity is your own individual unique path that you'll take along the way. You're going to line up with uh, other individuals. You're going to line up with organizations and work on that goal together. It's more about just being aware, <clears throat> again, of the snakes in the long grass, the, the, the pitfalls 
and, you know, not necessarily completely evil or something, but more nefarious and a little bit more, you know, malicious individuals even. And there's plenty of them out there. I'm not going to name any names. Although, you know, if I started to do that, I could probably just finish out the episode naming all the different people that are like this. Again, there's dozens and endless dozens of this going on. In the Patriot mythology, the, um, you know, the straw man, file your whatever, 03C5 IRS. Now, is the is there things like... Uh, private membership organizations and things like that that can potentially legally navigate things in a way that are this are a solution that we can implement yes but there's there's just as many snakes in the long grass in the whole you know all we need to do is protect the constitution and file this certain thing and you know the again like the patriot movement patriot mythology around if we just did this paperwork the right way we'd be free it's not understanding the root cause of the problem you're not going to be addressing it's a smacking at the leaves of the branches of evil right there's you're not getting at the root of why the conditions are like they are and again it goes back to that fundamental presuppositions and worldview that people accept and believe in and the blind spots and things that they don't understand about why the world has some of the things in it that it does, including the claim of ownership on our own bodies that goes on, and basically the assault on our bodily autonomy that we accept because of even, you know, things like we've talked about Stockholm Syndrome and again, but these misunderstandings of human rights and a moral relativism uh, worldview, a, a social Darwinistic type of worldview where you know, survival of the fittest type thing in nature, not just like for genes and adaption and what we could call evolution to use the word uh, from a Darwinistic thing. But uh, uh, yeah, the, the another solution really is the economy of exchange through people and our community, right? So uh, to the world is always ending people and uh, we're, maybe we're just looking at it the wrong way. We're putting our faith and our our uh, needs are depending, seemingly so, on these institutions. Well, I thought we wanted it to collapse. You know, I thought it was all great that we that some of these other systems are collapsing, right? I mean, again, uh, do we want things to get chaotic and crazy and uh, unstable and humanity to go down that path and have you know, more societal collapse and disruption. No. Are we headed for some of that? Probably are. We probably are going to see some of that in our lifetimes here, you know, on this, on this journey that we're on. But then it goes back again. What are the skills and the things that we're really working and building on? And if we create an economy of exchange through something like agorism and permaculture, uh, something that, you know, Derek Bros brought together and called the permagora, uh, can we, you know, if we build these systems, if we do create networks of individuals that are helping each other and putting it all in on the line to create the community around them and other people can see that sacrifice, can see that work and bringing those forces together to continue to help each other out, 
That's the real parallel economy that we can create. That's the real system that we need to... It's not necessarily a Bitcoin or a Monero or a silver thing. Those those units are all fine to be used as a means, uh, as a tool in this in these parallel economies, right? But it's more about the relationships that you're creating with the people around you and the wider community and even then connecting those together through letting people know what you're about like on a podcast like this or you know putting out content like this where you know people can understand more about what I'm about in the community around me and we like minds come together right and and as we discuss and move into you know meeting up with things like the, like the ham radio class that I did meet up with the other night and there was a, a really large turnout of awesome people right and then we can all start expressing what we're working on what we're doing and the, uh, just continue synthesizing that stuff you know to where the real solution to the it's always collapsing thing is to build more resilient systems that don't really depend on what the stock market's doing and all this stuff now you're more financially off, you're more affluent, you you have investments, you're navigating all that world with your 401k and all, more power to you man, go right ahead. But there's you can now in this modern world with the technology and the tools that we have, I can be in here doing my network engineering and putting out the content that I put out with the backyard chickens. I don't know if you can hear them scraping around over here and the automated watering system where I'm going to go out and maybe chop and drop some weeds and throw some in for the chickens and, you know, have an orchard with uh, maybe even some larger livestock going and maybe some add some ducks and, you know, do wood chip the whole property and uh, do all this stuff around me while I'm still, you know, not completely disconnected from the world through modern means as well. But this lifestyle and, you know, being able to walk outside and, you know, attend to the property around you in a way that makes it more like a, you know, permaculture environment. Yes. But giving back to you through the place that you live on, right. That you're actually creating a better world in the place that you live and being able to feed yourself and self-sustain and learn all those skills as well. And actually produce food that could be a huge part of the solution is locally produced, uh, you know, vegetables, locally produced food, locally produced feed for the livestock, you know, taking away from all the outside inputs that need to come into a system to bring those things in and creating a lot more of the inputs inside that system. Well, you start mixing that with the con economy of exchange, the people that you're creating an economy with locally. And that's going to be something where, you know, okay, the world's always ending, and you're totally right about that. You know, the world is always ending. It's always been collapsing. You know, it's always been the great war, the great financial disaster, the great thing, the great uh, starvation, the great drought, the, you know, the dust bowl, the whole, the the world, the, the great depression, right? When we're headed for the greatest depression, you know, whatever that's going to look like. It's always ending. It's always something. It's always something to fear drip the feed of fear that comes into playing into how we're going to give the current dominators more control over us and more power over. Oh, look at that. That camera's all washed out. Okay. We'll just see if we can cha-chang, cha-bang. Oh, no, that didn't fix it. 
So yeah, so it's the world's always collapsing, and you're right. You know, and the more that you repeat the mantra, the more correct that you are about that. But also, I mean, that's just sort of the condition that we're in. Nature and the nature of our beings especially are finite. And yes, we might create uh, technologies to extend our lives and there might be a, a merging with the machines and a movement into the future. And so, oh, it's not finite. It's we could do it. That's true. But the idea is, is that things move on, things move forward, things unfold that cause the world to collapse, the world to end. Well, yeah, well, maybe maybe the old world needs to collapse. You know, I'm not calling for the Great Reset or anything. Uh, that's the communist solution, that we, we reset into the Great New World Order, right? The Agenda 21, the Agenda 2030 solution, uh, the technocratic solution, and uh, the medical elite solution is going to be to be in a tyrannical slave-like system where you'll be told what to do and you'll have everything you need in your virtual reality headset thing and all that you know and you'll be fed the food that contains all the vitamins and nutrients that the body needs right to make another horrible matrix reference but is that the future that we really want to build is that the one that we want to accept really is more what it's about again the one of the major issues that we have going on is just apathy towards wanting to take action and do anything and then if you start to, you get into all oh, the world's always ending and everything's always over, people, right? And you get you can get stuck in that pitfall. And again, the, that might all be true, but what are you going to do about it? What are we going to do to fix it? And that's the action that we need to get in gear. Again, quit bitching, start building the new future that you want to see. And so, again, I'm a big advocate of homeschooling, and uh, I think the solutions in the movie the biggest little farm are really the solutions that we can all implement and we should be and so if you haven't seen the biggest little farm i'm kind of uh trying to pimp out that movie and get people to go watch it i think that the more that we understand systems like that and implement them then the more we really can create a beautiful new world that has all the benefits of modern technology as well and tools that we can use to help our lives you know make them better but that we're also avoiding, you know, just being completely dominated by the 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 communist, the neo-communist revolution future that we're looking at here with the Great Reset and them really moving in quick with their agenda. You know, what's your agenda? What are you going to do to to fix that problem? And so I'm not, and I'm, of course, there's plenty of people out there doing solutions to the problem, you know, and I'm not necessarily addressing those people. You know, they may find what I do interesting or what I'm working on, but we're still sort of reaching in to the people that are stuck in the, you know, what could I do phase or I can't do anything or it's too hard phase or I'm not going to do anything phase and, you know, get them into action. That's part of what the idea of Freedom's Rising, Creature of Control, TylerBlair.com content is all about. So um the you know one of the things that's going to continue to happen here is that as the pressure sort of builds with some of the things that are going on in the world is hopefully people can learn from the hard lessons and then get into action right so maybe it takes a little bit more pressure maybe it takes a little bit more of humanity you know getting less and less free to start to re actually fight back 
And for some people, those lines could be coming up very soon. For others, those lines might never come. You know, they'll accept getting put in the boxcar and taken to the FEMA camp and, uh, you know, given the mandatory injections and being held like a prisoner simply because they've been conditioned to just go along and they're not going to resist. Like, there's going to be those people. But the line for some people is going to start coming sooner and sooner. Uh, the the lines are going to start being crossed, especially as we see uh, some of the problems with the vaccines, some of the problems that happened post the injections that were supposed to save the planet are really, you know, part of the, the bioweapon itself and really, you know, continuing on the depopulation agenda that was being carried out. So we're going to switch gears here. I'm going to switch into an intermission theme so I can catch a drink and uh, get my thoughts together before we close out the episode. But let's just get an update here from, you know, as we always play here on my on, the, on these streams, would be, we'd be remiss not to, is some Gregory Reese, uh, Greg Reese, actually, and uh, over there from InfoWars, from Bandout Video, from the great uh, the, Thou, Those Who Should Not Be Spoken About, Lord Voldemort over there actually uh, comes from the team of Greg Reese. And uh, this is just an update on some of the effects that the vaccines have had. And again, the things that I think will start to eventually wake people up. We don't even need to necessarily focus in on the vaccine so much, right? Because we can just see the damage occurring and uh, the, the, the stupidity of people. I, I don't mean to be offensive, but really... There's not much else I can call it by rushing out and into the hands of the Nazis, essentially, and saying, give me your solution. And they give you the vaccine and you don't doubt that or, or take any second breath to it. You just go along and go get it. People not even knowing what mRNA is who've gotten the vaccine still, probably. It's the apathy. It's the <coughs> willingness to be a good slave that gets people to take things into their body without even understanding what the effects are and the global they again they don't understand the social darwinism uh of thinking of the elites they don't understand psychopathy they don't understand how the world really works they definitely weren't taught these things in their in school and they don't have the tools to navigate how you know psychopaths might operate on the grand scale with things like covid the the pandemic and pushing out their agenda further into things like Agenda 2030, blah, blah, blah. The, all the things they've documented and written about, and we all, a lot of us understand uh, here, but that the masses don't understand. And so for them to think there's some conspiracy behind the vaccines to maybe, I don't know, depopulate the planet and make them sick and create an internet platform to put you on the internet of things like Moderna technology basically said on their website, um, no, no, they're just going to put out their arm like that one governor, or whoever lady said, I'm just going to, I'm not going to ask questions. I'm just going to put out my arm and let them stick it into me. I wish I had that clip ready, but instead we'll go to the planned clip here and I'll be back in what is it? His clips are usually four or five minutes. So here we go. Thermography or thermal imaging can detect abnormal internal body temperatures 
allowing it to highlight areas of inflammation and poor blood circulation. It is the most effective, non-invasive way of detecting deep vein thrombosis, otherwise known as blood clots. Biologist Felipe Reitz in Brazil has his own line of thermographic imaging equipment and began diagnosing his vaccinated patients who were injected with the COVID shots. What he found was extensive blood clotting throughout the entire vascular system in asymptomatic people who received the shot. This image was taken of a 23-year-old athlete. The dark lines are blood clots. This 23-year-old got the shot but has no symptoms. Felipe Reitz also conducted live blood analysis, and like we've been hearing from several other researchers, Reitz is reporting the presence of foreign structures taking shape in the blood of the vaccinated, and has shown how the blood cells clump together as a result of getting the shot. Last week, Dr. Richard Fleming posted a video of what happens when the genetic vaccines are added directly to human blood. After adding the Janssen vaccine to a healthy blood sample, the blood can be seen under magnification as it begins to clump and cluster together in real time. In studies performed by Natural News, it was concluded that these so-called blood clots are almost entirely lacking key marker elements that would be present in human blood, yet show significantly higher concentrations of elements that are used in electronics and circuitry. Meanwhile, the CEO of Moderna, the company that price-gouged their customers by 500% for the deadly shot, was given a 50% raise after cashing in $400 million of stock. The longer we go without justice, the more acceptable this becomes. Moderna is now investing in the future of their clot shots. This is a piece of string. A strand. Doesn't seem like much. Unless it's a strand of mRNA, the code of life inside every cell of your body. Then it has the power to change everything. mRNA has already changed how we fight viruses. It has created medicines at unprecedented speed. mRNA could change how we stand up to multiple diseases. From the widespread to the extremely rare. It could even individualize how we approach cancer. One strand of mRNA could change life for the better. Everywhere. And the company that's getting us there. Moderna. This changes everything. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Yeah, so there is a lot of evidence that there could be, you know, massive blood clots being caused by 
the spike protein uh, injection, the clot shot, as Greg called it there. Really just think it's a weapon that was unfolded on humanity. Again, uh, especially with the the nature of not only the uh, advanced authorization and emergency use stuff, but this technology has been around for a long time. In the early 2000s, about uh, the patents for mRNA, the vaccines have been developed, and it's more about unfolding them through the front companies like Moderna, mRNA, Moderna, that uh, seem to be innovating these technologies, when really it's something like DARPA, it's the military, it's these uh, gain-of-function research firms, right, that come together and create these new technologies, and they can't just, like, unleash it onto the public, right? They have to come up with a way. So it's not just, like, a money and financial scheme as well. Again, a lot of the people, like we played in the last week's episode, Bill Gates's goal was to use vaccines in order to reduce the population. And then, you know, they kind of go dark about that, and he becomes this somewhat, you know, prominent uh, philanthropist, uh, caring about the planet and caring so much about curing disease in people, you know, that's the mask that he's wearing in his purple pink sweaters. And, you know, we're just going to have to inject them right into those little kids arms in Africa and India. And he, he will just have to, uh, have the second pandemic and he can like barely hold himself back from, you know, getting all excited there about, his plans unfolding and what he called the second pandemic is going to be much worse and people will have to listen then. And like, you know, it's again, if we understand more about go watch the, uh, who is Bill Gates series by James Corbett, you know, you'll get to understand the history of this fellow. And then he's not just ultimately caring about you and the planet and trying to save the earth. He's a depopulationist, a radical eugenicist, and basically a, a racist in a lot of ways, and uh, a social Darwinist, you know, who, who essentially unfolding his worldview with uh, his power that he has accumulated to be able to actually implement these things, right? And that you can see that he's not alone in this worldview. It's not just Bill Gates, and that's it, and we take him out. Like, oh, if we just get rid of Jeffrey Epstein then human trafficking won't be the thing that actually runs the planet. <laughs> like, if we take out this one guy, that CIA pawn, that's easily extinguishable with Ghislaine Maxwell, and we remove those figures, suddenly now the human trafficking problem of the planet and uh, the pedophilia and the actual, you know, game that goes on with blackmail and espionage and the types of ways that the world actually works, you know, through... Uh, getting these people who are involved in the pedo stuff on camera, actually, and getting the dirt on them to be able to hold them, to exactly manipulate them, uh, however you'd like moving forward and make sure they're going along with your agenda, you know, which is essentially to cover all that up from people and not let people know what really goes on and what really runs the world. And so as we exit today, we're going to do a little bit of a song that's like, well, might be a little apathetic sounding, right? The the folks on this song that I'm going to play, the, the, the lyrics might sound like, well, then I'm not going to do anything. And I think with art 
and music definitely being an art form that it's your interpretation of the lyrics, right? So for me to explain what the song's about is even sometimes just kind of uh, ridiculous because what could I explain about a piece of art that somebody else might pick up other things? But my interpretation here is that, you know, there's a little bit of you have to move on. You have to uh, not just focus on these bad things that are going on, right? And somehow go on with your life, right? And that's part of moving forward too, especially healing and not constantly bringing up the scabs or constantly uh, picking at the bad things and keep looking at, you know, keep looking at the bad things. The Or we stare into the abyss and the abyss stares back or we, you know, become black-pilled in a way, right? Rather than become black-pilled, you need to sort of overcome all that stuff by living in a different modality. There's there's different physical modalities, especially in things like even yoga or other works you can do with the body that would be like that. And, you know, becoming interested in other things is okay while still working on your escape from the matrix, right? From mind control, essentially. From, uh, and defending against it and then helping others to do the same, but also knowing that, again, the the amount of people on this planet that are actually doing that sort of work and what we actually need at the moment is not lining up. And that's why I think humanity is in for more suffering. And there could be, you know, something like uh, a natural disaster that went on, right? Or some, some kind of cataclysm. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need something to really shake us up from our slumber and get us into action and be able to bring about a new world in that way. But I'm not calling for that. But it almost seems like that's kind of what we need, is like a swift kicking in the ass, right? <laughs> and again, the outro song is sort of a, you know, a recognition that even though that work might seem like it's not happening, it, it your expectation is probably just off. And we, we will change the planet and we will make it a better place with our actions if we're doing it from the right place. But to think that it's going to be something that happens in the way that you want it to, or that the groups and the freedom cell is going to operate the way that you wanted it to, or that the, the community that you were starting is not going to be a really big challenge and then have all these problems come up, you know, is sort of a recognition that we understand too. So we have, we have to walk lightly too, though. We need to be you know, like a, a feather light, not not like a, a light that illuminates, but easygoing. Again, the, the skills that we can build should be one of how to be adjustable to in, in the future coming up. Uh, what we're going to have to go through is so much that we don't even understand that we're going to have to be flexible to adapt to it and overcome the challenges of that realm, which we don't even understand yet, the future, right? And the way that things are rapidly changing now, there's what you know, the concept of future future shock, and that can put you in a more apathetic place. That can cause us. There's so much happening, so much change that we become even more apathetic. So we're going to have to recognize that as well. And uh, it's a good classic. This is ten years after. I'd love to change the world. And again, there's probably a lot of ways to interpret this song. So. I'm not saying I've got the right interpretation, but we will continue on with the creature of control work 
and titleplayer.com and exposing the lies of the Rangers and the Skies are sunny, bees make honey.